Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon, and I want to remind you of a couple of quick things before we get into today's topic. I want to thank everyone, as usual, for joining our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash phototaco. It's a really, really helpful group. I know I plead with you every single week to go join, but there's really some special stuff going on out there, and you, you're missing out on a whole bunch of the podcast if you're not there. However, I know a lot, not everyone does Facebook, so I have a Photo Taco podcast Instagram account where I'm not posting quite as frequently because it's a little bit harder to post uh, things that are pertinent to the podcast. It takes more work. <laughs> so, But I do post some things out there now. Through the weeks, um, I get notices out about topics that I want to do. I sometimes will send images of things I'm thinking about through the week. So it's a really good way to be able to kind of follow the podcast and interact with me as the host without having to go to Facebook. So go ahead and find me at Photo Taco Podcast is the official account for the podcast. Lastly, you can email me phototacopodcast at gmail.com. You can email me with topics for the show. You can email me with feedback for the show. I'd really love to especially hear when you enjoyed an episode so that I can make sure to keep doing episodes like that. All right, second quick thing at the top of the show. And we're going to pump this up for a little bit longer here on the Improved Photography Network. And that's our first ever Improved Photography Retreat. I'm doing a pre-retreat workshop on mastering your fancy camera and teaching some classes like how to make Lightroom faster. Plus, you can come shoot a desert sunset with me. That's going to be a ton of fun. There'll be classes by the rest of the Improved Photography gang like Jim Harmer, Nick Page, Erica Kaufman, Connor Hems, all the people you've come to know and love on our Improved Photography Network, along with some special guests, specialists like Mike Oblinsky, who does storm chasing. There's lots to, to check out and be a part of in the retreat, so go check it out at Improved Photography Retreat. Dot com and sign up today. The seats are going fast. I don't know how long they'll be available. This is the first retreat we've ever done, and we don't know how popular it's going to be. And um, so go go over, check it out today, sign up, get a ticket, and come join us in March 2017 in the retreat. All right, now for today's topic. It's one I hope most everyone, it'll appeal to a, a very broad audience. I try to balance my topics between something for the more beginner or inexperienced photographer and some that are for more of the advanced photographer. I think this is one that applies to both groups. I hope so. And it's it may be a question that you aren't you don't know the actual answer to. You've just either kept the default or you changed it without even knowing whether you should or not. And that is TIFF format, image format or PSD image format for external editing in Lightroom. We're going to go through the details of what that means, but I've seen the question come up a lot in our Facebook group and um, questions also in the Improved Photography Roundtable podcast. Oh, by the way, 
I was on that podcast recently here in mid-September 2016 on episode number 192, and I talked a lot about the, the new Select and Mask Photoshop tool in the Photoshop CC 2015.5 version. I had some challenges with it, and I talked about that on the podcast. So if you want to hear that, go check out episode 192 of the Improved Photography Roundtable podcast. Okay, so the core question here is if you should use TIFF file format when round tripping from Lightroom to, to Photoshop and back, or PSD. So let's define round tripping first. And this is like one of the first instances where the term really makes sense to me. Uh, it We use it in, in talking about it with photography and post-processing, but it really it means the same thing as you think of with travel. That's normally how you think of round trip, right? When you buy a round trip ticket, you're going to the place, the destination, and back. You're paying for both legs of the trip, there and back. Well, in round tripping Lightroom to Photoshop, and we usually just say round tripping to Photoshop, then what it means is you, you've gotten to a point in Lightroom on a specific photo where Maybe you, you just need the power of Photoshop for whatever it might be. Maybe it's the, the healing brush or you need to do luminosity masks on landscape, whatever it is. Maybe you're just more comfortable with a specific tool, uh, the masking that you need to do. You need more detailed masking than masking in, in the with the brushes in Lightroom can do. Whatever the reason, you may decide that you need to take it over into Photoshop. And round tripping then means that you can take it there and back pretty seamlessly. It's an advantage that you have with the Adobe products, that you have Lightroom and Photoshop both being provided by Adobe. They've done a very good job of making it pretty seamless that you can transition from the one to the other, especially when you're using RAW files. That can be a challenge because in a lot of instances, the other program that you might try be trying to get to can't read the RAW file, or at least can't read the adjustments that you've made as kind of recipes. So it's it's an advantage you have going from Lightroom to Photoshop since Adobe has both sides of that, that you don't actually have to make like a JPEG or a TIFF to send over to Photoshop. It's going to, in memory, it's going to take the raw file, if you're using raw, and it's going to send that to Photoshop. It will, so not in memory, but it's going to tell Photoshop, open up this raw file. And by the way, here are the Adobe camera raw settings that they put in Lightroom. I want you to overlay those onto the raw file. And it creates kind of a brand new document. But the, and, and so that's a huge advantage, right? That's, that's a massive advantage. With other programs, you might have to export whatever you're doing in Lightroom out to another format like TIFF or JPEG, and then go into the other editor and edit them and then come back and you might get a TIFF or JPEG back. And in with Adobe Lightroom and Adobe Photoshop, you get a choice. You can choose whether or not you're gonna use TIFF when it comes back to you. So going there is not what we're talking about. It's when it comes back. When you go there, it's that more native format I talked about where the raw files pulled into Photoshop, it opens the raw file because Adobe Camera Raw, that's part of Photoshop, can do that. And then it applies the recipe you built in Lightroom. I'm using the term recipe, but it's it's the sliders. And the, there's other software, recipe is actually what it's called. But it's the sliders, the dials, the knobs, the brushes, whatever you did in Lightroom, all of those things are available in Photoshop Camera Raw. And it will apply all of those to your image as it pull, after it pulled in the raw file. And it makes it look exactly like it looked in Lightroom. 
So that's a huge advantage. But the question is when it comes back, what is that file going to be? When it comes back, your original, like your raw file and the recipes, the way that you settle those sliders and everything, you're going to need to get a version of that that has your changes that you made in Photoshop. And you have essentially two choices. There's a third for other external editors, but we're not going to worry about it. It's JPEG and it's not worth talking about. But we're going to talk about then is TIFF when it comes back from Photoshop or a PSD, a Photoshop document. Which format? Because you can use either one. And there's kind of pluses and minuses to both. But let's talk about where you go set this first. All right. So if you go to Edit Preferences on Windows or Lightroom Preferences on Mac, in the Preferences, preferences dialog box that comes up, you have an external editing tab there. And it's the top part of it that we're worried about because the bottom part is for other editors besides Photoshop. And that's a whole separate discussion. But for the top part, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm focusing on right now. You have a number of choices there. You have file format, you have color space, you have bit depth, and you have resolution. All right, so let's. the file format is really kind of the primary focus of today's topic. And you have two choices, primarily PSD or TIFF. The default, if you've never gone in here before, if you've never gone to change it, the default is TIFF. And I found that surprising when I looked at it. I thought, why would they default to TIFF when, when PSD is like their native file type for Photoshop? Why would they do that? And so I took, I checked it out and, and I, this was a while ago that I looked into it and I had to kind of refresh my memory because I, I looked into it and then I made a decision about how I was going to do it. So the very basic difference between the two has to do with how the file, when it comes back, Lightroom handles. That's what you need to consider. It's not really what the difference is over in Photoshop because there's not a difference between those two Really, like I said, it, it reads in your raw file, it applies whatever you've done in Photoshop as Adobe or Camera Raw settings, and you natively work in memory on that, and you it doesn't have a PSD or a TIFF format yet. Well, probably is PSD in memory in the format, but it's when you save that you have to make the decision. And this setting that you have in this preferences uh, tab in Lightroom is going to tell Photoshop what you want it saved as when it comes back. So that if you just hit save, or more likely if you just try to close the tab or close Photoshop, it's gonna say, do you wanna save? You say yes. This You're telling it in this dialog box which format you want it to save as and come back into Lightroom with. All right, so the differences. It really, the, the biggest difference, the biggest challenge, or the reason I would say you, you want to pick TIFF here is that there's a mistake you can make from Photoshop coming back. So PSD is going to work just fine, except in one case. And that's if you save it as a PSD, often Photoshop will ask you, unless you uh, turn off a default of some kind, I think, but most of the time it's going to ask you, do you want to maximize compatibility? When you hit save or you hit X and then say, yes, I want to save, often a dialog box, do you want to maximize compatibility? If you've never known what that does, this is going to tell you, and it's important when it goes back to Lightroom. So Photoshop PSD document Photoshop knows how to deal with everything there, right? The layers, all of the masking you do, all of the, the fun stuff that you can do in Photoshop that makes it so powerful 
it knows in its own file format how to deal with all that and how to kind of show it on the screen. It knows how to consider that when you're printing. It knows how to consider that when you're saving out to a JPEG or PNG. It knows how to kind of do all the math and all of the applying all of the stuff that you've told it to do and create a flattened image, right? And you kind of know that if you've used layers and you've, you've done merging of the layers and flattened them down, you kind of understand that concept of when you flatten it, it kind of pushes it down all, all into one thing so that all the pixels are, are like done. There's not instructions that you're giving Photoshop to do to change the pixels. They're kind of, once you've merged it all together, they're kind of done. You don't have your layers and your separation or your smart objects or any of those kinds of things. It's all kind of finished. Well, that's fine for Photoshop. It knows how to do that. Lightroom does not, and almost any other software does not. A lot of other software, even if they support PSDs, what they support usually is going to be this maximize compatibility PSD that you are asked if you want to do when you're leaving Photoshop or when you're saving the PSD. And the key difference then is when you check that box and you save your PSD document that way, you're telling it to put not only all of those instructions about all the layers and smart objects and everything that's in there, you're telling it you also want to include a fully flattened image. In It's called a composite, a fully flattened composite of all your changes so that other programs can read that out. And Lightroom needs that in order to show that PSD file inside of Lightroom. Lightroom's going to look inside the PSD. It's going to pull out that composite image. It's only put there when you say you want to maximize compatibility settings. And then it's going to use that to show it to you. And you can edit it just like any other image, any other RAW file or any other JPEG in Lightroom when that has been checked. So that's something you have to consider when you're working with PSD files in Lightroom. It needs that maximize compatibility settings or it can't use the PSD file. And a lot of other tools are the same way. Like I said, if they support PSD, that's usually the way they're going to support it is they're going to pull that same composite image out of the PSD file and they're going to show that. All right. So for that reason, I think that TIFF is the superior format. And that, I think, is why Adobe defaulted the file format to TIFF. Now, I've talked about before the bit depth kind of stuff that can be different. And a lot of TIFFs are 8-bit. A whole bunch of programs will use 8-bit TIFFs. So in other situations, I kind of discouraged the use of TIFF. Um, although, to be fair, it's probably the best choice to have compatibility between programs. The PSD file marked for compatibility works a lot more often because Photoshop is so popular and a lot of other software knows if I've got a chance at being able to have a marketplace, I need to be able to read a PSD file and pull that composite image out. But TIFF is more universally supported. It's a very, very supported format. What's not universally supported is layered TIFFs. And that's another thing you can do in Photoshop. When you save it, when you save as a TIFF file, you can choose to do layers. And so the thing is, Adobe controls the TIFF format too. It's probably not widely known by a lot of people. It's considered by many to be more standard, more open than the PSD file. And it probably is considered that way by Adobe too. They look at that as more of a compatible format that can be used between programs. But it's the as soon as you do layering, easy for me to say, as soon as you do layering, 
you no longer have that compatibility of a TIFF file. Most other tools won't read layers in TIFFs. So that's a challenge. That's a massive challenge. However, if you do save it as layers from Photoshop, you save with layers, there's no question about maximize compatibility settings. You'll notice that if you do that when you're round tripping. And that's because by default, in the TIFF specifications, that composite image I talked about that has to be in there, that is a mandatory part of the TIFF file format. You have to include that composite, like non-layered image as part of the TIFF format. So you don't even get questioned, you don't get asked. So you'll notice if you choose file format in this preferences dialog box, that you get this warning that sounds super scary if you choose PSD in the file format box. And it says, PSD can be less efficient than TIFF with respect to metadata updates. When saving from Photoshop, please be sure to use the maximize compatibility option in Photoshop. Failure to do so will result in images that cannot be read by Lightroom. And so I've already explained what that is. That composite image needs to be in there, part of the format of the PSD doc, or Lightroom can't do anything with it. Kind of crazy, but it can't. It can't do anything with it. It doesn't have all of that engine that it needs to interpret the layers of the Photoshop file and produce a final result. All right, so that's kind of the, the core discussion that I wanted to get across today. I recommend TIFF there as the file format you're gonna export. Now, another couple of things there on that upper part of the dialog box. You have color space. sRGB, I think, is just fine as a choice there. However, you do get a warning from Lightroom again saying that the sRGB color space cannot encompass the full range of colors available within Lightroom, especially when you're working on RAW files. So I normally say throughout your workflow, use sRGB. And I think that's the file, the way you want to export images from Lightroom and, and what you really want to edit in in Lightroom Puma is for the sRGB color space because it's more common across other people. If you're sharing your photos with others and you put it into a higher color space, like say Profoto or Adobe um, RGB, then you run a risk that it's not gonna look like the same colors or, and I mean, you're running the risk anyway because people don't have calibrated monitors and hopefully you are running a calibrated monitor. But regard, you have a better chance of things looking closer to what you expected and if you pick a different one. But in this case, in going round tripping from Lightroom to Photoshop, if you shoot raw especially, and if you're editing raw images, you wanna pick the Pro Photo RGB color space, not the Adobe RGB or sRGB. You want the Pro Photo RGB, because then you're gonna get the full color space of your raw file transmitted over into Photoshop, so that it can be used in Photoshop if you're gonna do it. You're kind of getting that benefit in Lightroom, even though you might be saying you want to edit in sRGB, because it's going to show you kind of how it's going to look in sRGB, but it has all of the full color space to deal with, and you'll be able to see it. So in this specific case, Pro Photo RGB, and then there's bit depth, and of course you can choose between 16 or 8, and I would definitely choose 16 if it's not a uh, big panorama merge. Now, because you're going to challenge the file space of your file, you're going to you have limits on how big your files can be. And if you have a massive panorama, especially if it's like a massive panorama HDR photo, then 16 bits might be so much information that it exceeds those file limits. 
and you're going to have a problem. That's another good reason to pick TIFF actually, because they have bigger file limit size, file size limits than PSD does. Okay, next is that resolution box. And I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on it because I talked about it in the last Photo Taco episode about DPI or exporting for print is the search term you should use, photo space, taco space, export for printing. But um, you have this resolution box. And again, it means almost nothing. It doesn't change anything. It's pixels. Pixels is what the are, it's what these tools deal with is pixels. They do not deal with inches or anything. So as far as I can tell, and I've done a whole bunch of testing on this. I've, I've gone through round tripping in Photoshop, changing that value and checking to see if there's any difference in the files. And they are identical when you use them. I went into Photoshop and I saved, I exported both out to JPEG at 100% quality. And the file size ended up being exactly the same. And the pixel dimensions exactly the same. You can't tell the difference. They're, they're the same file. So this resolution setting, as far as I can tell, the only thing it does is a little like informational thing that Photoshop runs. And so it's going to do some math for you. I talked in the last episode about how you can calculate what 300 DPI is going to be when you print, when you export for print. Well, in Photoshop, as you're working on the document, down the lower left, there's like this status bar line. And it says doc colon, and it has some information about how much memory is being used or how what file size you've got. And if you click on it, by default, it has some other information that it shows up in this little like balloon dialogue thing that comes up. And it has width and height and channels and resolution. Well, as far as I can tell, the only place that that resolution matters is in the math that it's doing in the width and the height. So you have width of a certain pixel length and a height of a certain pixel length. And in parentheses right next to them, it tells you how many inches that's going to be depending on what you put for the resolution. So Photoshop's going to tell you when you're in Photoshop and you click on that, how big you could print the image you're working on. I'm looking at an image right now that's 6566 pixels by 4378. I used the default 240 pixels per inch in that resolution box when I round tripped from Lightroom to Photoshop. And it has in parentheses next to it, 27.358 inches by 18.242 inches. So it's just doing the math for me. That's what it would be if you printed at 240 pixels per inch. Well, if you print it, it would print at 240 pixels per inch. That's all that it does. It doesn't matter what you put in that box. So I just thought I'd stress that again, that that is a setting that really doesn't matter. All right, one last thing about TIFF versus PSD. I like how Victoria Bampton put it in her Lightroom Queen book, Lightroom Queen book <laughs> called Adobe Lightroom CC slash six, the missing fact. Love Victoria. She is an awesome resource. She knows her stuff. And I like how she put this very well. So here's how she put it about your decision with TIFF versus PSD. She said TIFF is publicly documented more efficient when updating metadata compatible with a wide range of software and can contain almost everything that PSDs do. It's generally considered the best choice for external edits and zip compression is a good choice for most external editors. So you get a choice when you export about whether you're going to use zip, zip compression or not in some software. Lightroom doesn't really have that choice as uh, anything you can pick. It just kind of is going to handle it for you. Um, she said for PSD, PSD is Adobe's proprietary format. 
It's well supported by other applications as long as you check maximize compatibility, but it's generally considered an older format now. So even Adobe is recommending TIFFs instead of PSD files. Some plugins such as On1 software prefer PSD formats. So you gotta kinda know what external editor tool you're gonna use about which format you should use. But her recommendation is clearly TIFF. That's why Adobe's defaulted it to TIFF too, because that is the format that they highly recommend to use. Now, the, and I, I, I lied, one last point <laughs> before I leave this episode. The last point is a question came about, okay, I understand that TIFF is a good format to use when I'm round tripping between uh, Lightroom and Photoshop, back and forth, back and forth. The question is, is there any degradation that happens when you do that multiple times on the same image? If you take your raw file, you round trip once and you come back and now you have a new TIFF that's next to in the same folder, in the same catalog area as your original uh, raw file. If I take that TIFF and I make some changes in Lightroom, then I decide, oh, I need to take it back over to Lightroom again. And you round trip another time on that TIFF file and you choose that you're gonna edit with Lightroom changes, not just edit original, but edit with Lightroom changes and you go into Lightroom or Photoshop, make some more changes and come back with a brand new TIFF, so you have a second TIFF right next to the first one now, is there any degradation in the image quality? Is there anything going on there? Now, I will say before I answer the question about TIFF, absolutely will be a problem with JPEG. Remember, JPEG is a lossy format. It loses information when you save it. It's on purpose, right? That's part of the reason you use JPEG because they're gonna be small, small file sizes. It's going to use compression. It's gonna run math on it to figure out how can I throw away some of the data here without impacting the image quality. And on the first save, JPEG as a compression does really, really well with that. That's what it was designed to do. That's really the kind of primary purpose of the format and that's what it's designed to do. But if you then loaded up that JPEG that you just saved out, and you save again, and then you save again, over and over, you start, you, you lose data every single time you do it, and it becomes a problem. You can see it, there's lots of examples, or you can try it yourself. Go, go save a JPEG, and then load it, and then save it, and then load it, and then save it, and you'll see how bad the image quality gets after it only takes three or four times, and you have very noticeable image quality problems. So with TIFF, it is a lossless format. It's not doing what JPEG does. It keeps every bit of the data every single time you save it. So it doesn't matter how many times you save and then load up that file and save it again. No, it's going to be great. It's going to save all the information every single time. It does use some compression, but it's kind of like zip or you have some choices there. And when you do, it does, it, it's doing it in a way where it won't lose data. It just figures out how it can represent the data in a more smart way so that it takes less space in your file size on your hard drive. All right, so that's kind of the basic point there. TIFF, it won't matter how many times you round trip, it's gonna be the same quality. All right, I promise, now that's it. That's the end of the episode. So I, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for joining me. I've had a tr I've tried a couple of different things on the podcast lately with guests joining me. I'd love to have some feedback on that if you have some time. Drop me a line. Follow me on 
uh, Instagram, Photo Taco Podcast, and drop me a comment there if you like. Send an email, podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to be able to get some feedback. I also always encourage you to check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. You have Portrait Sessions, Tripod, and the Improved Photography Podcast. I was on that last week, so go check that out. And I'd love to have you take some time. Go over to the mothership that makes all of this possible, improvephotography.com. There's constant updates of news gear, other photo tip articles all the time out there. I'm constantly learning myself from going out to improvephotography.com every single day. It is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!